0: hey there it's me denise lee and welcome to the introverted entrepreneur podcast where i help improve your mindset and your money and in today's episode we're going to talk about how you can be able to release the pressure to fix everything if you're like me you want to fix things but for a lot of us we have been wasting too much energy financial emotional all these things trying to solve the world's problems if you are like me and you just want to ease off the break of trying to problem solve and get back to having more harmony in all areas of your life listen to this episode we're going to really dive into practical ways that you can release the burden of yourself to solve things and you get some really practical tips coming to you after this short break Hey there and we're back. I'm so glad that you're spending your time with me. This is your very first time listening. I'm giving you a big old electronic high five. <laughs> so glad you're here. Make sure that you hit that follow, subscribe button, wherever you're at. That way, as soon as I can drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to a lickety split. And those of you guys who have been listening for multiple episodes, thank you so much for continuing the journey with me. If you've been really loving this episode, make sure that you share this podcast with other people. We need each other to grow and I definitely count on your support as part of this community growing process. If you've been really loving these episodes, also make sure that you write a review wherever you're listening. That way you can share your news of why this podcast helped and so we can be able to help other people throughout this interaction. You want to learn more about me? Make sure that you visit me on the web, DeniseGe.com, and you can read articles, access my most popular podcast episodes, and anything else that would fancy your interest. What we're going to be talking about can be found more in detail in my royalty program, my royalty programs, my six-month royalty program, or we take a deeper dive into who you are and how you take and more importantly, how to make life. And business work together better if you're interested in learning about that apply using the link I'm gonna leave a link and the show notes below so you can be able to inquire That's something that's of interest to you but for the purposes of our time together we are going to be talking about for us and our desire to want to fix things I think for a lot of us we get into business We become entrepreneurs because we see things that just aren't working well, or we see things that can be done better, or perhaps we were inspired by other people that kind of paved the path around us. And we thought, hey, there's so much more work to be done. I can definitely take the mantle up and just continue the good work. But for a lot of us, this becomes all encompassing where we're working so hard to fix things, but in the process of trying to change the world and make the world a better place, we let ourselves go by the wayside. We develop a nervous twitch every time the email pops up because we don't know who or what has blown up and what problems we need to fix, or perhaps everyone relies on you to be the go-to that no one develops any self-sufficiency skills. Am I ringing doorbells here? I hope I am. If you are one of those people who finds themselves perpetually trying to save the day and fix things and want to solve things but never gets off that roller coaster ride of drama after conflict after drama after conflict, this is our time with one another. This is a great time for you to get a pen or something to write with and if journaling or writing is not an option for you as you're listening to it, just mentally reflect on some things that I want to talk about. I have about four main ideas about how we can address this issue. And I'm not going to lie, this is not something that just this podcast alone can help. If Again, if you want to dive in deeper, I definitely have other resources that can be able to help process by case by case because everyone's unique and we all have different life experiences. But I just want to just talk about it from a 5,000 foot overview so that you know what you're dealing with and you know exactly what level of help that needs to come about after listening to this. So I don't want you to believe that like this is... The and end will be all there's obviously more resources for you if that's something that you desire but what I want to talk about is I want to talk about it from four main avenues I want to right now I'm just going to give the overview we're going to talk about why is a problem and where it comes from why do we feel the need to uh, fix it and then we're going to dive in deeper and talk about how we can manage our energy I think for a lot of us we know that it's a problem but we, we say hey Denise you know I, I know it's a problem I know that I'm investing too much time too much energy in these certain people or certain issues and I feel as if I'm com- compelled how do I break free for that well I'm going to talk about how we can break free from that and then we're going to be talking about lastly like what can we do next because I think for a lot of us we just being educated is just part of the journey. We need a roadmap. We need skills that can help us dive in deeper so that we don't fall in repeating all the patterns. You know, when I was reading a dating coach blog the other day, not because I need a dating coach, I'm happily married, but because I always like listening to how different coaches from different realms of expertise tackle uh, different uh Issues and th- different things that clients are bothering with. And one of the things that this particular coach, uh, this dating coach, was talking about was saying that I feel like I'm dating the exact same guy, and the only thing is different is his name. You know, Bob or Tom or Harry and all these people, they have the exact same profile, and I don't really know why I'm attracted to them. And the reason why is that they were trying to resolve things that were left. Undone in the past. And I'll dive into the reason behind that. But the whole purpose of this time talking with one another is really exploring the history behind it. Because it's not enough to say, it's a problem, this is how we can control it, and this is what to do next. But we, we really want to understand it. Once we're educated, once we are equipped and empowered, we can find ourselves limiting ourselves from being truck like leaning back, and being sucked back into the world vortex, uh, as you'll call it, of drama. So what I want to do right now is let's dive into why is there a problem? You know when you are getting overwhelmed with problem solving when almost everyone only contacts you when there's something that needs to be done. It's as if you're the go-to person, you're the problem solver, you're the fix-it-all, and you aren't viewed as anyone that can do nothing but problem solve, And while that may give us an ego boost and while that make us feel special, it becomes our burden. It becomes as if that we are a savior to all. And during that process, it kind of erases the humanity of us. It kind of erases all the struggles that we struggle through as human beings with aches and pains and shortcomings and faults of our own one of the things I always think about is uh you know I'm not a big superhero comic book fan but one of the things I think about is with uh DC Comics I think about Batman everyone knew that you shine the light the Commissioner Gordon whoever they would shine the light in the dark sky and then they had the envelope of the the bat wings in the air and then Batman would always swoop in and you know I detain the, the suspect or the criminal at the time. But no one ever asks, hey, how does Batman afford all those gadgets? When does Batman take a rest? Why is Batman even doing this? So when we get into this role where we get typecasted as a hero, as we get labeled as nothing but problem solvers we somehow throughout the process erase who we are and how we got there and more importantly our needs I never saw an episode of any of the Batman movies or the comics where Batman goes to therapy (laughs) I never saw an episode where Batman gets goes to the spa and rejuvenates like it's always been Batman talking to the criminal and crime, si- crime solving and all this other business, but you never solve the flip side of where Batman got to be taken care of. And I think for a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we think of ourselves as superheroes in a way where we're solving the day and we're fixing the problems, but we somehow forget about us. And the reason, and I, th- and I want to give an example of the Batman as an example, because one of the things that we know about that character is the, the, the fictional character is Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. He was a billionaire. He was orphaned as a child. And he, his parents were killed uh, tragically um, while being robbed. His parents were being robbed. And he just thought that he was trying to uh, not just... Uh, Clean up the streets, but he had a personal vested interest because he himself was a victim of a crime. And he didn't want to see anyone else in that victim. So, for this whole addition of why is there a problem is because it comes from trauma. It comes from the way that we experience things. And for a lot of us, as entrepreneurs, as caretakers, as whatever thing that you're dealing with, we find ourselves. Trying to solve the things that we felt like we couldn't solve as a child or as early experiences. And I've when I I've talked with so many different coaches and different consultants and other things throughout the year. One of the things that they always told me is as to why they want to do it is they believe that this is my time to be able to solve what I couldn't solve earlier. And you need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, are you doing this to kind of as a form of redemption or something that you can try to make amends for things in the past. The way our brains are wired is that we always try to resolve the things that we haven't been able to fix what during the moment of injury or the moment where we were impacted deeply. So that's why we have the need to fix ourselves mostly. And also, the reason why we want to fix things is think about when you're listening to a personal story from a friend and you're hearing them talk about certain things that were deeply affected, you cannot help but feel motivated, especially if you have a close bond or you feel a connection with a particular person or someone who's very similar to you to want to fix things because you can feel yourself identifying deeply to their circumstance because you've been there, you've done that, you bought the t-shirt, and you find yourself saying, my goodness, I think... Based on my experience and based on my skill set, I can do that. And we also, I think, especially in the last few years, especially last five, 10 years, where we've been having instant access through social media about really horrific things by. Uh, acts of crime, acts of violence, acts of things that just seemed inexplicable where someone didn't feel like they had an advocate or they didn't feel as if they could connect with someone. Now in real time through Instagram Live or Facebook Live or all these other platforms, we're hearing people talk about their stories in a way that felt taboo, felt as if their story was not was not appropriate to share but now we're getting more open now we're sharing and and for a lot of us we say like my goodness it feels as if the whole world is also dealing with this issue but honestly to be frank with us we as human beings we our minds are fixed onto the things that plague us the most or the things that we haven't really dealt with and that's why we find ourselves attracted to that. That's why find, We find ourselves wanting to resolve it. And that, that's you, if you're not in your head and thinking to myself, my goodness, I've always wondered why I was attracted to this particular cause or this particular type of people or finding myself involved in these chat books or uh, becoming more advocate for this type of group. Like, that's the reason why. And it's normal. And it's not anything that you should ever feel embarrassed about. Because I think for a a lot of times, I always tell my clients is that we are always as sick as our secrets. And if we talk with other people, we share these things, right? We can start dismantling some of the stigma. And obviously, if you're only talking about the certain thing to feel as if you have to take this next step further, that you have to go and solve something, and I want to let you know that that's kind of another reason why it develops. I hope that as you're listening, you understand that this didn't probably accumulate over a couple of weeks or a couple of months. It probably was over a a lot of small, it's kind of like a snowball effect. It's one one flake of one idea, one comment, one experience. It snowflakes just build and build and build and it starts accumulating. And, you know, I think about Newton's Law of Motion, anything, an object uh that's in motion, stays in motion as, as long as it has force applied to it, more pressure applied to it. And the pressure is that we constantly want to go back, we gravitate to it. And this whole idea of like, my goodness, why am I always wanting to say to people? Is like, it's, it's, it's because you're constant, repeat exposure to it. And especially if you have access and connected with the World Wide Web and interacting with people on social media, it just feels like you're always gravitating to it. And that's the reason behind that. Now obviously everyone has deeper issues, different stories to tell and stuff like that. So this is definitely something that could be explored deeper in a one-on-one program with me. That's something that's interested to you, but the whole purpose of what I'm trying to say to you right now is that you are not alone, especially if you were deeply impacted and had repeat exposure to things that makes you feel emotional, makes you feel as if there is something that needs to change. Okay? I definitely see this a lot for peop- uh, empaths and th- those who are our consultants, especially in helping professions because we have seen so much crappy shadiness in this world and we want to rise above it and we want to be different and we want to be special and we want to reach out and connect with people in a unique and powerful way. So do not be ashamed about being a feeling person. Do not be ashamed about being someone who feels as if, my goodness, I feel like I just need to take up the charge. I really need to do something. You are not alone, especially those of you guys who are are an activist and whatever cause that makes you feel very passionate, very empathetic about. Like That is definitely something that was a little bud that was working in your heart and just throughout experiences, it just blossomed and you felt like something next had to happen. But I want to just let you know that there comes a point where you're actually traumatizing yourself by... Not being able to allow yourself rest and understanding why rest is important. And understanding why you need to maintain some distance. and That's one of the things I talk about with my clients is about how they can still be able to help themselves while helping others. And understanding that there is limitation to even the most powerful people. <laughs> okay. Uh, as much as we wanna fancy ourselves as superheroes, we still have to take care of ourselves. And this is now I wanna dive into how we can we take care of ourselves? How can we be able to guard our energy and prevent us from wanting to spiral out of control and trying to fix all the world's problems while only getting two hours of sleep and relying on a steady diet of energy, drinks, red pulls, and no more than four hours of sleep. Okay. I'm if you're nodding your head and going like, geez, I kind of want to sleep throughout the night. I don't want to have nightmares. I'm really tired of insomnia. I'm really tired of feeling as if I cannot do anything other than helping people all day long like listen up because I really have some things that really help you manage your energy manage your emotions so that you don't find yourself sucked back in the whirlwind of drama of other people and for clients and especially family members that seem to be on a loop of trauma and scandal and problems. Okay. So after this short break, we're gonna talk about like how we can manage our energy and what to do next. All right. So stay tuned with me and we'll check in back after this short break. All right. Now let's we've talked about in the first half about why we get the desire to want to solve problems. I gave the illustration of like Batman and how he had a traumatic childhood experience that imprinted him the desire to help other people as a vigilante or hero, however you wanna coin it. And for us as our repeat exposure from our childhood and through our exposure through social media and all this other stuff, now let's actually dive in and talk about like how do we like release that pressure? How do we actually put a valve before we kind of implode and into a burnout and stress and all this stuff? Because I know we want to go strong and we want to work hard. And we also realize that self-care is vital to that. We can't, it's kind of like when you're on an airplane, like in in a case of emergency, when there's no oxygen, you put the air mask on yourself before you apply it to anybody else. So this is our our mask moment where we talk about like, how can we help ourselves so that we can help other people? Okay. So the very, first thing is I want you to be really mindful of what you consume. And this is a part about guarding your energy. I talked about this in the our, the previous podcast about how we can guard our energy. And during the episode, we talked about keeping our energy high. And that, that's part of being really mindful of what we consume. And when I say consume, I'm talking about the media you consume. Now, one of my big tips that I wanted to share with you is make sure that you read. Don't watch the news. And when you're like watching the news, it just has a different effect on your brain where it strips away that when you're watching the news program, there's lights and there's sound effects and there's like all this stuff to enhance the drama, enhance the experience, you're not just looking at some talking head talking. There's usually backgrounds of someone like the rope of the 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 police line crossing, and then you're hearing the suspenseful music in the background. Like, there's all those things that just make you feel like you're right there, right in the experience. It's kind of think about when you're watching a scary movie or a dramatic climatic scene between two characters and they got the music playing and it just heightens the emotion. It's not just alone with just hearing people to dialogue, but when you're actually just reading the facts, minus all the other additions, your brain can actually be able to process it quick. Uh, and I shouldn't say quicker, but in a way that is more calmer, it's not as sensationalized and you can be able to actually consume it. So here's my tip, especially for those of you guys who like, Micro, like multitasking, right? I want us to get into micro tasking too. I want us to be able to, if we have our email open and we got 10 other things popping pop and we got uh, our radio from Pandora or Sirius XM or whatever you got playing on your, and you've got so much other stuff going on, your brain is bombarded with so much stuff. It's almost like you're in a rock concert, and you're with your friend on a rock cousin, and you, you're hearing the, the, the musician on stage talking, and then like it's like your your body is kind of screaming, yeah, you want a drink? And you're like, you're, you're, you're seeing the lights and the sounds. It's kind of overwhelming for your brain. Your, your brain doesn't really know what to process. Am I listening to the sound? Or am I looking at the lights? Like, what what exactly is going on? So as part of our limiting what it would consume is literally trying to limit as much things as possible that kind of bombard in our brain at the same time. So that means that maybe we only have one browser at a time, right? Radical idea, right? Maybe it means that while we're writing our email, instead of listening to our uh, our soft rock music, you know, perhaps we're not listening to any music, or perhaps we're just listening to instrumental music, soft, mellow music. We're not giving our brains too much things for it to focus on. because so For a lot of the reasons that I talk about, for a lot of us, we've been working on overdrive, thinking that we can handle so many things at at the same time, simultaneously, our brains are just struggling. Like we have, as human beings, we've got a great supercomputer called our RAIN, but it can only handle but so much. So if we can eliminate and simplify and actually get back to those good old days where we read, not watched, or we weren't trying to chuckle, a Zoom call while writing an email while trying to set up our next, I uh, Instagram live or whatever we're trying to do, and we're just actually just keeping it simple, kind of that kiss pr- principle. Keep keep it silly, keep it simple, silly. Ah, uh, <laughs> and there's another version of that, uh, but we've got a clean podcast, so we're not gonna go into the other version. But the whole purpose is like, can we keep it simple? Can we just get away and strip away all the other extra fluff and just focusing on what we really need to focus on and just doing one thing at a time and not trying to overwhelm our brains okay what other ways that we can get back to keeping things simple and releasing the pressure to want to fix and all this all the drama is we have to keep our minds focused on things that we can control. And when I think about things that we have uh, can control, I think about things that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Let's give an example of writing an email message, right? Like you have to write an email message, right? For a lot of us, when we, we write an email message, we actually have to think about who we were writing to, correct? (laughs) And a subject line that's relevant to them and applicable to what we want to talk about. And then we write a message and then we, we check, we proofread, we make sure that we're not having grammatical errors and typos and all this other stuff. And then we hit the sand button, right? And that's the end. For a lot of us, we want to fix things because we feel that stuff, there's no end. It's, it's this constant thing that has to just develop over and over and over. And especially it feels like we're growing up. business like, oh my goodness, when when are we going to arrive at certain juncture? When are we going to arrive at certain points? Like, the, like forget about all of that. Like, let's keep things simple. Let's distill things in the most simplest way possible. So think about your exercise and think about, micro little project like i gave writing an email right in your sales page it doesn't have to be blown up where there's all these ambiguities we don't we don't know anything else like let's line up all our tools our resources understanding exactly what needs to be done how much we want to spend on and when we feel like my goodness this might be too overwhelming before i even try to tackle this on let me give this to somebody else. When we break things up into beginning, middle, and end, and we just have everything kind of fine-tuned, it takes the drama out. It takes the stress out. One of the things I always, I find myself talking with so many entrepreneurs is that they say that I'm procrastinating. I find myself never doing anything. I find myself putting things over. And the reason why they put things out is because they've and then I asked them like hey so what do you what do you want to do as an example well I want to launch the sales course okay why do you want you why why has it been taking so long you've been working on this two plus years and you haven't really really scratched the surface well because I'm really afraid that this not this going Make a lot of money, or this, and so the real issue is that they've got fears and they've got all these worries, and and they're they're second guessing, and they're time traveling in terms of what they expect may or may not happen. But instead of just focusing on all the other stuff that they can't control, right? Because we don't know how people react to what we do, right? We don't have any control about how many people buy our stuff. We don't have any control about you know how popular we can get, right? But we can control what we do and we can control what we can work on and I then I talk about with my clients on one on one about how we can manage our locus of control as a fancy we are saying like how we can manage our energy internally so that we don't get ourselves involved in tasks and things that overwhelm us and we want to kick to the uh kick to the side and not really work on like so we're actually focused on doing the things that we want to do and we're holding ourselves accountable for that okay now, the last thing I want to ask yourself is ask really ask yourself the purpose behind what you're doing for. A, we live in a society that we measure cost in terms of time. We all of us have the same amount of time, right? But how we use our time can really impact and the person that spends their time on the evenings and weekends working on personal development versus the person who spends their evenings and evenings and weekends working on video games or whatever free time can get will have different results right from the person that's working on understanding themselves versus the person who spends their time avoiding and escaping and trying to eliminate uh all the things that they are afraid of like as an example, right? So really ask yourself, like, when you're involved in this activity or these things, like, is it, are you getting the payoff that you really want? Are you, are you doing the things that will help push the need? Or are you doing the things that you believe that's going to help you? Or are you using this as a fancy way of escaping, avoiding, delaying what you need to be doing? Because for a lot of us, if we, to, to be totally transparent, we, we, we're a lot of us are afraid of confronting these emotional issues because it brings up nasty memories that we just want to bury cover up and forget that it even existed so i really want you to have a heart to heart with yourself and ask yourself like am i really doing this because i know it's going to help me or are hope this particular way, this particular outcome, or am I doing it because I want to make myself feel so, feel valid? Or am I doing this to mask my insecurities? Or am I doing this because I'm afraid of looking bad? You only you understand you the best, right? And I am hoping that as you're listening, you can be able to ask yourself these really deeper questions because for a lot of us myself included, you know, I, I'll never forget, you know, being confronted about why do I feel like the need to work when I'm sick. And another reason, you know, having worked with my own coach and, and having honest conversation, it was because I remember memories of, you know, one of my dad's girlfriends when I was growing up would constantly call me lazy. And it really had a profound impact on my brain as, as to like what i was worth and what i was worth was you know hinged upon that viewpoint from one person that was clearly had their own issues right so a lot of us we we were adopting identities that don't even belong to us so if you're finding yourself going back and doing these same patterns over and over and over ask yourself like am i doing this to try to resolve things that I couldn't reconcile in the past going back to the whole Batman example that I mentioned in the earlier segment so ask yourself that so now let's just kind of recap and talk about everything uh that we've talked about so far so what I want you to do is like the the, in order to release the pressures I want you to understand where it comes from you know and for a lot of us from childhood on I met uh needs that we didn't get. And for a lot of us, we just want to fix things, or we want to feel as if we are pr- productive members of society that can impact change, or we feel as if we're we're getting fed so much information through social media and all these places that we feel as if we need to do something. Otherwise, we're not really helping the cause, right? And now we're going to talk about like how can we control our energy now that we know that we we've been bombarded with messages from our own past and from the our environment like so what can we do? so we talked about how we can limit we can- what we consume, what we read, reading the news versus watching the news we talked about uh limiting the time, perhaps you don't really need to be watching one hour of news every day. Perhaps you just need to be reading like 10-15 minutes. I know the desire for us to want to keep informed and not feel as if we're recluse, but at the same time, like you can only know but so much. So limit what you consume, not just from what you read, but how much you read and when you read it. Perhaps you don't need to be reading and watching and disturbing things right before you go to sleep, as an example, okay? The other thing we talked about is focusing on the tasks that we can control. Know that there is a beginning, middle, and end. And I identify activities like exercising and finishing up micro-projects like writing email or cleaning, like where we understand we can control. And if it feels as if we, uh, we're doing a needs assessment, understanding, hey, maybe this is a little too far out of school. Maybe... We have to really ask ourselves: Why are we doing this? Are we doing this because we want to feel good about ourselves? Are we doing this because we see a good payout in terms of time and, and cost? Ask ourselves the deeper questions. Like for a lot too long, a lot of us have been just going on autopilot and ro- rolling on old patterns that we saw from other our parents or people of influence and never really asking ourselves like is this needed and necessary at this point am I just going for the motions these are the things that I talk about more in a one-on-one program but for the benefit of our conversation together this is something that you need to really explore and ask yourself that question okay because only you know what how much energy you really should be applying for different people different situations okay well thank you so much for listening I as always, I enjoy reading your comments or anything else that you want to share with me. If you would like to write with me, send me a message or want to, me to talk about a certain issue, write me at podcast at denisehealy.com below to I interact with you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you've been really loving this, make sure that you share this podcast with somebody else. Well, all right, that's it. Take care and be awesome.